Good morning. This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. <clears throat> so I'm just getting. There we go, getting the. the door done. And. checking it out. It's a bit overcast. It's not that cold. I thought it would be colder. And just getting going. My topic uh, of intention was <clears throat> I'm doing literary devices, I'm going through literary devices, and so that's happening, but it sort of had a little segue. So uh, I, I saw stream of consciousness as a potential topic. Um, but then I, I sort of veered off into playwriting, and I was curious if I could find something in playwriting. Because I've mentioned Chekhov's gun. Chekhov was a playwright, and his um, his comment about, say, uh, using a object or reference in a play, in a story, uh, in in the example of the gun, is that you know you bring something up, uh, you introduce it, but you don't say develop it or pay it off. Then the question is, well, why is it there? You know, can you cut it out? How necessary is it to the story? And that's one of the questions when you're editing. You know, what what is the story? What things sort of, you know, distract from the story? And then, of course, there's the argument of, <laughs> does it really matter? Who cares? Why can't you, you know, why can't you have a gun, you know, pass it around? And I... I, I it ultimately comes back to the audience and how they feel about it. You know, say, if you're watching a movie and something is not paying off, so you're sitting there going, well, what was the point of that? Perhaps that's the intention. The worst, though, is that, say you've written something and you have no idea what it's about. You know, you've just created this thing, put it out there, and it has no intention, no purpose, no meaning. Okay, so, uh, the thing that caught my interest uh, it was this article about playwriting, and it was it was talking about some tips for playwriting, and one of them was a hot seat to hot seat your character, sit your character down, and you can take on the role of the character, and you can do an interview with the character. I know some people say we'll do um, bios. I've seen on Twitter where some hashtag games will invite people to channel the character. You know, say that uh, there's a question, but, you know, your MC has to answer it. And there's some, there's some pretty good ones out there. There's one that has... I could have this wrong, but it's, 
you have to choose. I think it's called truth, truth or dare. And um, it was pretty good. The thing, the thing that grabbed my attention, though, was I was sort of looking around for something that was fantasy, and I, I didn't really see anything fantasy. It was mostly um, the big one hashtag game that was fantasy was related was I think it was Whip World Builder W-I-P and that was pretty much it you know there was a lot of others that are general it sort of could be you could be writing in any genre and I wanted it to be specific. I just sort of felt like there was a niche uh, open. It's interesting weather. This, uh... There's a kind of foreboding feeling. I'm getting. <laughs> some some mornings feel completely fine, and then others feel like there's, uh, you know, shadow people hiding behind every tree. So let's see. Uh, why should this be interesting? I think it's interesting because actually a number of times uh, I've done therapy in a number of different, you know, with different people and different sort of styles. But a number of times there was this uh, seat thing. So you would sit, you would sit in one chair and then imagine yourself as a, it could be, say, a younger part of yourself, or it could be, um, you know, say, someone who you're having conflict in your life or that you want to talk to, you know, but you find it really difficult to. Uh, it could be any situation, say, where you're talking to. One of the most interesting, I thought, was uh, where it's an aspect of yourself. Right, so it could be, say, a really angry part of yourself, or um, like you know, say for myself, it's been um, what is it called? Say different experiences and um, compartmentalizing, and say putting putting aside. Uh, experiences and saying, you know, I'm just not able to deal with that. You know, nor should you know, nor should one, depend depending on it. And it's uh, uh, that say one has to, or one needs to come back when you know when you can deal with something, whatever it is. You know, for example, say, uh, not me, but. You know, somebody's in a uh, a war, right? They're a soldier. They've been in some kind of battle. Uh, they've got what used to be called shell shock, which is now PTSD. I have PTSD, but it's a different. It would be it's a different form. You know, mine mine is from childhood, whereas the soldier is having this dramatic experience. You know, as an adult. And say coming back and say, you know, say discussing it and going through the event and, uh, you know, they might sort of occupy that moment and then, then move but still talk to that person in the chair, you know, that part of themselves and have this sort of discussion and move back and forth from the chair. And so it's exploring a kind of dialogue that's happening. 
so there's that. But then, you know, with story, it's a similar kind of uh, situation. And it could be having two characters, you know, your antagonist and your protagonist uh, talking. So it's a, this hot seat technique is a gold mine, especially if you're looking for ways of breaking through, or say, you know, uh, not being able to connect. I'm just imagining, you know, various characters. The, the other part of it is that story is also about oneself. You know, so you have your your culture, but then you also have, uh, you know, your own life. It, it you know, and it it's 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 impossible not to be political. You know, you can try to be as apolitical as you want. You know, and then somebody will pop up like a puppet and say, you know, hand puppet <laughs> the sock and say, you know. Ah, but apolitical is also political, right? It's that the fence sitting. So, let's see. I have this in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, now let's do some hot seat, right? Let's do some, let's do some of that stuff, and then this other part of me is like. Oh man, I don't want to do that. We're going to have an accident on the podcast and I won't be able to publish it or something. Uh, maybe say something immediate. Uh, a project that I've got to kick out the door. Uh, I've done the first draft and now I'm uh, breaking it apart to look at the the story engine, right? Uh, sort of seeing if I can improve it structurally, where there's are weaknesses and where there are strengths. And so the characters right now, I have four characters, and the point of view is jumping um, it's not jumping back and forth it's we look at one character then we're looking at the next the next and the next and we start off with this female older female uh, woman and I was just looking at it this morning in the wee hours, just to remind myself what's going on. And she's she's being driven internally uh, by this event. She's had a, a death in her family. And so she's being motivated outwards, like say, she no longer has her, what's it called, her purpose. Her purpose has sort of come under question. She, you know, for a long time, sort of, you know, this is my purpose, I'm, I'm this thing. Uh, caretaker, mother, uh, you know, job. And all of a sudden, her identity, I think, too, her identity was already falling apart, but this is, you know, this loss is just, you know, really pushed this fragmentation forward. And so she's driving herself to this demonstration. What I like about her character is that she's not going to the demonstration because she believes in what these... And, two, it, I want to have variety... Uh, is this is just like a, a sample that I'm sending of the work, and so it's just sort of say showing what what it is I'm working on, and 
So she she's going to get to this uh, demonstration. She's going to meet these people. She's already sort of contacted them and said, you know, I will come and stand with you and get arrested. And uh, but for her, it's not. It, it, and, and too, I think it's that it's it was her son that it meant something to, and he he would do something like this. And it's, this is sort of her uh, memorial, or sort of she's doing this because to connect or to to keep the purpose going, to have this new purpose. So I'm imagining that she's very sort of wound up and weird and stuff like that. So this is me right now warming up to this hot seat experience with this with this character. Let's just say her name is Alice, and for some reason I'm thinking of her as kind of a Jane Fonda, but, you know, without, without the um, thread of activism uh, going on. So, uh, so Alice, uh, tell us, yeah, I've talked about you a little bit, but why are you going ahead with this, because this is not your fight, and I've already, I've, I've talked about, you know, how your, you know, this is something that your son would do, so, you know, you want to do it, but maybe we could just hear from you, like, what, what is the, um, why go do this? So this is Alice. I just can't stay at home anymore. I just, just, I just have to get out. I just have to get out of there. I just, I can't talk to anybody anymore. I can't talk to these people. I've got to, I've got to go and I've got to do something. Back to me. <laughs> so it's, it's not enough to. It's not enough to just get out, like say, you know, go for a walk or something like that. You know, you've actually got to be doing something. There, there has to be some kind of higher calling or higher purpose. Don't you worry, though, that these people will, you know, find out and judge you? So, back to Alice. Oh, totally. I'm... I'm so freaked out that, you know, that they're going to figure me out and uh, they're going to kick me off the, uh, yeah, they're going to figure, you know, I'm a, that I'm fake, right? They're going to figure it out and, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm even going to get this far. I'm just going to get on my truck and I'm going to go. I totally know where to go and who to, you know meet and talk to. I used to I used to drive, we used to go camping in in that area, right? So it's not it's not completely, you know, foreign or anything like that. But I'm scared. Right? I'm I'm uh, I'm really scared. But I'm also, you know, it this it feels better. It feels better than just what I was doing, which was, you know, just waiting, and waiting to die, you know, and waiting, you know, this horrible feeling of being kind of all knotted up and, and, uh, this, uh, jerk I live with. It's, it's, you know, it's not even, it's not even a marriage anymore. It's like this sort of business arrangement, right, that we've, uh, meet and discuss, you know, finances and, yeah, and it's, it's like, it's like he's not alive anymore, he's just, he's just drinks, and he's, uh, <clears throat> you 
yeah, just this, this kind of stranger. And, uh, and, he, and he actually, you know, and he's actually saying, go do this, right? It, it's almost feel, it feels like he's uh, sort of daring me, right? Like, uh, you know, blaming me for, for Bobby and saying, I didn't do it to him. But that's not fair. You know, it's it's nobody's fault. So this is back to me. So let's talk about let's talk about Bobby. You know, what's what happened to Bobby and uh, you said it wasn't your fault, but It, it really sounds like it's affected you, like that you're, um, like say, you know, some people, like say, I've had people, I've lost people in my life, you know, even recently, and uh, there's always this kind of distance, and, uh, you know, life life goes on. I suppose it sort of creeps, though, or say you have some that are more important than others, but yeah, so what was going on with Bobby? So this is Alice. But I didn't see him for a long time. And he was... He was stealing. He was stealing from us. We changed the locks. And, uh... We had a break-in. And we knew it was him. And, uh, Tony, that's my husband, said, you know, don't, don't call it in. I think actually Tony said something to Bobby, so, and that was it. You know, we didn't, we didn't hear about it anymore. But I wonder about that. I wonder about, you know, what he, what he said. And, uh, the last time I saw him, it was, uh, it was like I didn't even, you know, we didn't know each other. We were just, uh, just walking, right? I just happened to, I just happened to be in, in, you know, the neighborhood where he lives. As you were walking by each other, and... All of a sudden, you know, it's like he recognized me. I saw him before, right? So that's why I sort of stopped and said his name. And he was, like, looking off. And But I, I could see ahead. Like, I, I sort of was like, you know, this is not good. You know, he's not, he's not in, a, in a good place. But I didn't say anything. It was just sort of... You know, it's the usual thing that you say to someone. You know, and it's asking, you know, is he doing okay? And, and he didn't say anything was wrong. And so this is back to me. And I'm kind of, I'm getting curious now about the death, but I'm sort of, I'm almost so, which is weird too, feeling like, you know, treating this as a real person and sort of, okay, well, what, you know, I wouldn't ask. It's, it sort of doesn't matter, but I'm, I I want to kind of play the part, right? Treat this like a, a real person and sort of go, well, you know, um, sort of get into the, into the situation. Uh, but to this person, you know, this Alice character, you know, she might not want to want to go there, <clears throat> which is an interesting way to do it because, like I say, I'll see some people really wrestling with their their characters. I have wrestled with characters. There's a lot of there's a lot of personal stuff going on uh, beneath. 
like say, you know, what Alice is going through is sort of, I'm imagining some of uh, my mother's friends and sort of let, you know, that this is, this is them or this is kind of like a composite, a kind of grouping together and Um, thinking about issues that we have in Vancouver, but every city has them. Uh, and also to guessing, but it would it'd be interesting to hear it from Alice to sort of get an idea of, uh, you know, to hear it, hear it from the horse's mouth. All right, so this is Alice. Yeah, it's it's important to talk about. It's important to talk about Bobby, because we never talk about Bobby, right? It's the thing we don't talk about, and there's nothing to feel guilty. It's not our fault. You know, that this happens to people all the time. I had, I have, ancestors. You know, I you know or family, right? this has happened to. Right? They go bad. You know, they get involved with a bad crowd. They, uh, they, they start, you know, getting involved in drugs. You know, they start um, thinking that, you know, we'll just do a little bit of this and suddenly it becomes, you know, takes over. And and two, they can't stop. They're weak. You know, it's like the... Uh, what's that called? I'm thinking of the... Just, you know, those musicians, right? The 1960s. The music that I listened to, right? That I was into. These groups and music. and Janis Joplin. You know, and I don't understand that, right? And I had friends, you know, who uh, I saw them go strange, right? Their eyes, you know, I just sort of see that something was really wrong with them. And we had a guy, this is years ago, he sort of crashed over at her place. And I knew him when he was younger, but so this he was older and... And he just looked, he was terrified, you know, that, uh, <clears throat> and it was, it was sad because it, he was such a, you know, the life of the party, but I guess there was a reason for that. And so, yeah, it stopped working, and you know, he became, I, di I didn't see him again after that, so it was kind of like Bobby, it was kind of like he just sort of followed, Bobby followed him, and I didn't stop him, but I didn't, I didn't think to stop him, I didn't know to stop him, he didn't say, you know, I'm going to go do that thing, have that bad life, and I don't understand that, you know, life is good. I have my things. I have the things I like doing. You know, I like... I like doing things that, you know, used to get done. Like, you know, knitting or sewing. I like that kind of stuff. I like... I like, uh... BBC Mysteries. Not the new stuff. Not the violent stuff. I like the old, old shows, with, you know, some humor. The humor is a bit dry. And Tony and I will watch those. We're watching them again. We used to watch them years ago on, uh, on video. And now we're watching them on the internet.
I don't think we could stop people like that. I don't think, I don't think anything, anybody could have stopped Bobby. You know? And maybe, maybe I should have. Maybe, maybe that, you know, maybe I'm a, a bad person. You know, because I didn't stop him, but... Does it sound wrong to say, you know, that I didn't know him at the end? That I, I you know, when I saw him, that uh, he was, like, he was very far away. So this is back to Moss. What I'm sensing, too, is this... Um, there is this emotion there. There's sort of this kind of... Uh, distance, and not wanting to take responsibility, um, even even if there's you know, whose fault is it, right? Who do you point the finger at? So there's this sort of inside inner distance and uncertainty as well about uh, you know sort of whose whose fault this is. Uh, does there have to be any fault, right? <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking of another character that Alice interacts with at a convenience store that's pretty close to the demonstration that's happening. And... There's this kind of fence-sitting uh, sort of character. You know, you don't have to point fingers. Uh, I do think this character, though, has an opinion, but because of their position. They're not really supposed to say what their what their opinion is. And so uh, this character, let's say just I don't, I don't think I have a name, but uh, maybe I can. <clears throat> Let's go Margaret or Maggie. We've had a lot of E's, so I'm just going to say Marge. And so Marge is sitting there, has the newspaper. Uh, it's helping people, but also. Um, it's kind of an opportunity to, they say, these discussions and kind of sensing that Alice is coming into this, coming in asking for direction, so it's obvious that Alice is somehow involved with all of this. There's a conversation that happens between Alice and Marge where. we get kind of the other side of the story that Marge is representing the the benefits um, this has to do with a pipeline and, and very cool to research and to get more information rather than the knee jerk that I had um, first sort of hearing about this story and two, it's not the first you know, we've had uh, we've had oil pipelines, you know, attempting to push through these oil pipelines, and <clears throat> and so, um, so this is uh, the hot seat for Marge. Uh, okay, Marge, let's see, you have this woman coming into the convenience store. You've never met her before. Um, and two, actually, you know the people who are most often coming in. And 
you get to see a bit of a mix. You know, hey, you have some First Nations people coming in. You have some uh, people who are not. You have um, you can see, you know, truckers. You're seeing uh, working class. You're seeing, you know, just you know, families, uh, people going camping. And so this is Marge. Yeah, I, I see quite a mix. I see quite a mix of people coming in. And I always like asking, where, you know, where they're from and what they're up to. You know, not to be sort of um, picky. Uh, picky, sort of ask, getting people's secrets. But just, I'm just interested. I like knowing about uh, people and what's going on. Is is there? Let's see. Is there a polite way of saying this? <laughs> Go ahead, Moss. <laughs> I'm that type of person you can ask anything of. Okay, Marge. Is is, is there something? Do do you make this a a hobby? Like say. Is, is this kind of your purpose, where you're uh, inquisitive, that you're kind of like a, a reporter, and you're sort of piecing together these people, and sort of how, do, how they fit with the convenience store? Yeah, I, I, I find them interesting, which is, which is strange, because you'd think that they were really boring, but I get into, it's like, well... Why here, right? And why are you going camping? You know, you're, you know, say from the city. You're from Vancouver. You know, that's interesting. That's that's where things are happening. You know, not out here. But it's nice. You know, it's nice to go out to the lake and just, uh, you know, have a fire and uh, can be good. And two, you know, I get to, I get to sort of give them that information and, you know, tell them to which part, you know, of the lake to go to and, you know, take, take the first left, all that kind of stuff. This is Moss. Well, Marge, what kind of, what, like say your situation at, at home, you know, you're uh, not at work, because it, it almost sounds like work is more interesting, which to me is interesting, like say, some people hate their job, but it actually seems like you've kind of made peace with it, or did you always like your job? And this is back to Marge, I have to confess, you know, that uh, I do enjoy it. I don't, uh, I don't have, you know, it's pretty boring, you know, home. And, uh, I live with, I live with my mother and she's not the very, you know, the nicest of people. And so say when this woman, you know, who I found out now is Alice, when she comes in and just the way she looks and everything, I can tell that there's something wrong, right? That, you know, she's... A lot of the other people that have sort of shown up for this, uh, to be part of the roadblock, you know, they look, you know, driven, uh, that, uh, you know, they're, they're even mentioning, you know, that they're worried about, uh, the environment and, uh, you know, they're, they're concerned that this is just, you know, one more nail in the coffin and things like that. But I can tell with this, uh, with this older woman that came in, is, you know, that she's, she's going there, but it's, uh, she's not saying, she doesn't look like the type, right? She doesn't, 
you know, there's and two, there's older people going to the roadblock, but this this woman looks. It looks like there's some sort of. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I just wanted to check and make sure, you know, that she was okay, and and then you came in and started asking questions. <laughs> Back to boss. So, uh, what did you think of Alice? Like, say, you know, say if uh, if I if I told you that you're correct, that there is something wrong. Do you do you feel obligated? Like, say, when somebody comes in and asks you for directions, as as this ultimately was, uh, you know, she came in to get these directions. And two, you you gave her some sort of extra bit of information that you know you didn't really have to. Back to Marge. Well, I I, I kind of get it. I mean, I feel lost. I mean, you know, say, I get in here, and I'm trying really hard to. Um, focus, right? Just to push everything away and um, you know, find something to talk about. Right? Find something to like say people come in and you know that it's a chance to uh, meet right? And sort of to talk about somewhere else other than this. I, I don't think I don't think I'm going anywhere. I don't think this is ever going to change, right? This is the as good as it gets. And uh I could go. I could go, but it's just that there's so many uncertainties. And then there's my mother, right? Who's going to take care of my mother? Uh, I could bring her with me. But it would just—it would just, you know, it would just be a lot of trouble, and uh, I don't—I don't want trouble. You know, I just want, I just, uh, I just, yeah, just distraction, right? That's, I'm looking for, I'm looking for distraction. I'm looking for something to, something to do, something to put time into, and I—I I know everybody, all the locals. And, you know, I, I don't see, I don't have really any problems. Occasionally, you know, we'll get some drunk or something coming in here and, you know, or some uh, <clears throat> truck driver is having some kind of midlife crisis or a combination, right? Drunk truck driver, <laughs> midlife crisis. just thinking about this uh, female truck driver this lady who comes in she's got a bunch of kids that, that are growing up and she finally hit hit the road and I think about that maybe I can do that maybe I can figure out some way to you know get to uh, caretaker, someone to take care of my, uh, my mother, and I'd, yeah, I'd just drive around, drive all over, I'd see the United States, right, I'd miss talking to people, though, that's one thing. And I have made, I've, I've made friends here. In the store, it's like every day you see the same person. It's like an office job I did, except different, right? And this isn't like a big supermarket or something. 
you know, where you just become faceless. It's, you know, I'm the person. <laughs> you know, if you want something, if you want to buy cigarettes, I'm the person. Right? Nope, there's nobody else. This is it. Right? So I, I get to talk to all the people that, uh, you know, want to, want to buy little things like that. Back to Moss. So this character is part, uh, part of my plan is to return to um, scenes like again and again and again to show different sides of this uh, experience. And, and just with the comment, little things, right? That I'm imagining that Marge is all about, you know, little things. She's, a, she's about these sort of these small exchanges and small, as, as people, you know, are going to or coming from the event. Uh, I'm imagining, say, things too. It could just be, you know, a chapter. It's all Marge. And we have people who are outside of the event discussing it. You know, that they're not actually going there. It's just this sort of behind-the-scenes talking about uh, life, you know, in this rural area. Marge, are you First Nations? Yes, Moss, I am. And it's really helpful to in dealing with uh, you know various interactions. And two, people can you know I can sort of set things up for people, and there's a kind of comfort. Uh, I feel comfortable. They feel comfortable. You know, we can do sort of... Uh, we have the, the postage, postal. This is, you know, a little Canada Post outlet thing, too. So we're just moving into the wrapping up. Uh, back to Moss. So this 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 is an example of hot seat. I've had a nice chunk talking about uh, two characters, and I find it found it helpful as well because I have this. Uh, <laughs> um, I'd have I'd have these flashes of, you know, sort of imagining situations, um, or something like, you know, Marge has a mother now, you know, of course Marge, Marge would have some kind of family, but I didn't think of that, I didn't sort of, you know, see her as uh, a native person, and so it's sort of bouncing around these ideas, and uh, welcoming new input. I can find it. Uh, I find it too that I'm, I'm treading. In. Territory, that is. Personal for both characters, I was finding myself sort of having moments of you know, oh you know is that my stuff, or you know am I talking about, people I know, um, situations. And I'm pretty sure yeah it's like I'm I'm drawing on that. But at the same time, it's not memoir. I think I think you could use this technique, sure, for for memoir, to re-examine scenes from new perspectives. That's a big uh, thing that I'm examining. I'm I'm looking at 
multiple perspectives and why. I want to get a multifaceted uh, experience. Good journalism is supposed to be three points of view, but I want to go way beyond it and I want to have as many voices involved as I can. And one of the examples I was uh, thinking about, it's uh, doing leitmotif, which is repetition. And one of the thoughts I had was, there's a red track, a truck. Alice has this red uh, 4x4 truck. And they used to go camping in it. And there's all kinds of details like that. But what interests me is, in going through this scene again and again and again, and sort of, you know, first we have the, the truck... Alice is driving the truck, drives it up. Then, when we go through, uh, in another chapter, we go through the scene, we'll show somebody uh, watching, experiencing the truck arriving, and thinking, um, you know, that the, the truck reminds them of something, right? The color red. And then, so, what color? What kind of red? And having sort of different different decisions, right? Oh, it's a kind of brick red. Right? Well, why would they see it that way? You know, um, it's a, you know, it's not a blood red. It's brick red. It's rose red. That's just a you know, that's one example of of uh, many that I would like to return to. Also, too, meeting characters. You know. Alice uh, is an older woman, and then say to have her meeting with and being in, sort of interpreted by a, a wide variety of characters, um, uh, biases, prejudices, right? You know, oh, she's an old woman, uh, a bit of ageism, right? She's old, right? So. She's probably, you know, not all there, right? She's probably got a bit of dementia. That's what, you know, that's why she's acting the way she is, you know. Or, uh, I'd say a younger character, a teenager who's on the, um, at the roadblock and who says something like, you know, calls her grandmother, shows her some respect, and then she gets, say, some disrespect from somebody else. You know, oh, she's white. You know, Alice is white. You know, and what, you know, people's prejudices, um, prejudices, biases. So there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple examples. Uh... Yeah, all kinds of voices. Especially to, say, um, you know, my Vancouver experience. Growing up here and being challenged by, say, I pick up the stereotype. What's an example? Guys wearing turbans. and Versus... Uh, East Indians, Indo-Canadians who don't. Uh, the whole Asian experience, you know, in Canada, the whole African experience in Canada. My own you know, the prejudices I grew up with. And and the bizarreness of that, and sort of looking at it, like, you know, what's going on, but also finding that it's sort of ingrained. It's like, how do I get rid of this garbage? 
Uh, and then the flip-flop. Having this older white woman, you know, who's... She could have done anything, but she she picks this particular project, right? That uh, it's almost like this unconscious drive. And of course, yes, it's all me, right? This is all my concern. But part of my concern is to open it up. I want to explore it. I want to... And already, as I'm researching, you know, the details of this story, I'm finding there's a lot of stuff that I missed, you know. There's arguments that on one hand are grotesque, but on the other, you know, it's uh, meat and potatoes, it's, you know, economics, right? You know, it's capitalism. We, you know, you, you don't exist without it. You know, and that's a horrible thing. It's like this uh, sellout because of because of that, right? I want to pay my rent. I want to buy food. You know, I've uh, to do that. Got to get the money. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so I had to have all kinds of sides to have the uh, the local police up here, the um, we, we call them the RCMP, to have them and to get inside, you know, these, not just one, it would be great if I could just do a whole bunch of, you know, different sides of them and say, you know, here's here's the racist, you know, here's the the Métis uh, police officer. Métis is uh, it's got a French connection in uh, Canada. So it's French and First Nations slash Native Canadian. Uh, and two from back east. So, you know, here's somebody who grew up with a back east experience who's, you know, having this British Columbia experience. Um, and two, are they okay with this? Are they do, are they able to sort of justify it? You know, instead of say, not be affected by um, what's happening, they're just doing their job. Right? That would be interesting to show, say, you know, someone. You know, yeah, to have these different points of view. So this has been interesting, and I thought it was interesting too, my my sort of gut reaction of constantly, of like, you know, ooh, I don't want to go there, ooh, I don't want to talk about that. Allowing, allowing these characters to speak, but at the same time to... There's this distance, right? They're not allowed to go all the way. What do I mean by that? Um, say for like you know, Alice, you know, to to really get into to be talking about, um, like, say, treating it as a real character treating her like a real character and I think it gets into self-examination like say you know, all of a sudden it's sort of slipping into talking about oneself and, um, That's part of it. I, I, I keep coming back to Picasso. Um, you know, I, I read a biography about Picasso, and I came away going, "Oh my gosh, you know, horrible. This guy's horrible, and he's kind of beast." Um, 
he had this preoccupation with the Minotaur. And, uh, you know, he's done a number of uh, pieces of art with the bull, with the Minotaur, and this sort of half-person, half-monster. Um, what's, my, what's my point there? It almost, it almost feels like, say, um, looking at looking at the art and thinking about, say, um, ending up in a bad place. I can remember writing uh, years ago and f- finding myself writing Not it was not great stuff in the sense of the it wasn't about the quality it was more about the intention it it just sort of I just sort of naturally found myself uh, writing in this in the grotesque right sort of this preoccupation and. Has there been a change? I, th- I think it's sort of like, say, having to go through that, right? And go through those imagined experiences and hanging out with those characters. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. And take care. Keep up the great work.